0: Your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com network, which brings you some of the best NFL and college football coverage that you can find anywhere. And I'm talking to you from Lambeau Field, where the Green Bay Packers lost to the Dallas Cowboys 30-16. to Before we get into tonight's game, first, a thank you for making the Lockdown Network the fastest-growing podcast network in America. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and the Android app. You can check out more of my work and more of our work over at PackerReport.com. Here to break down tonight's game, my colleague from Packer Report, Keith Rordank. Well, Keith, it was an ugly game. Every which way you want to talk about it, what is the worst of the worst in your book?
1: Oh, man. You know, there's a lot to pick from, Bill, but I think... When you turn the ball over the way you did tonight, that's that's got to be at the top of the list. If if you're doing that, you're simply not going to win games in the NFL.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. You know, there's one thing that this team, or there's a few things this team hasn't done under McCarthy. I mean, they they always win. I mean, they, A they used to score a million, they used to score a million points per game. B they used to intercept a bunch of passes, and C they used to not turn a ball over. So when things that used to be your strengths and were long-time strengths are going wrong, I think that's a, a gigantic red flag. There's some serious issues here. I mean, four, this is the fifth time under Aaron Rodgers they had four turnovers in a game. Five times in what? Is what, is what eight years as a starter or whatever it is? Yeah. And that's that's an unbelievable number.
1: It's, it's hard to figure out. And when you look at an offense that already, even looking at that, that great four-touchdown first half against Detroit, when you look at an offense that you feel is out of sync, that's not in rhythm, that's missing their timing, whatever description you want to put to it. And then you're turning over the ball on top of that. You're not doing the fundamentals. And it, it was all kinds of different things. It was Jordy Nelson making a catch and getting hit with really just a great play by the safety, putting the face mask on the ball, popping it loose. But you have that. Then you have Aaron Rodgers dropping back. You know, Am I going left? Am I going right? I'm going to try and scramble and get it into the end zone. It gets hit out. It it was all kinds of different things. It it's not just one thing to clean up.
0: That fumble at the goal line, Aaron Rodgers audible to a a uh, quarterback draw. I mean that's where this offense has gone to where the quarterback goes to the line of scrimmage and thinks, you know what my best bet is a quarterback draw. I mean maybe not a bad play, but I mean
1: It it's... didn't look like a good play though. <laughs> there, was, there was nothing to, there was nothing there. And that's that's part of it too. Again, and we've seen this all year. How many times does it look like there's simply nothing there? You can, you can use the term, and, and it was fitting maybe with, with Brett Favre in the house, you can use the term backyard football in a good way. It's a quarterback rolling out. It's a quarterback escaping a defender, improvising, making a good play. Then there's the flip side of backyard football where it's guys just running around waiting for a receiver to get open receivers run the route and they're not open, then they're moving back and forth, the quarterback's moving back and forth. That's what it kind of felt like tonight to me watching was that without that timing and precision, it's simply Rodgers running around and, and the play kind of goes to hell after a few seconds and then he's just trying to see if anybody's going to flash open and when they don't, he's running. That's not a recipe that's going to win a lot of games.
0: Yeah, I'm not a big scheme guy. I've, I've always believed that players win football games and I always go back to Bill Belichick with the Browns. When Belichick was with the Browns, he sucked. He got fired. Bill Belichick goes to New England, gets Tom Brady, and he's great. But, you know, I looked at today. I was just broke down for, for PackReport.com, the, the interception to Barry Church. Richard Rodgers stayed in the block. So it's three wide receivers in a route, Eddie Lacey on a check down, against seven Cowboys defenders. So basically it's four against seven. With guys just running around like you said, them that's not going to work at some point. I think that that McCarthy's going to have to figure out some way to to manufacture open receivers because this isn't working. And you know, Delson I don't think Dallas blitzed tonight. No, no, they just and, dropped and that it, and played coverage on it, screw uh, up.
1: Rod Marinelli's scheme. I mean, they're not they're not blitz heavy. And and on that play in particular, it looked like the the safeties rotated right at the snap. And Rogers admitted in the post game he he simply never saw the guy. He was looking, you know, he looked he looked one way for Cobb. He was looking at Devontae. He looked back for Jordy. Never saw the guy put it right on his chest. And again, on Rodgers, like forgivable, I guess if enough other things had gone right, but there was just no margin for error tonight.
0: Have you ever? What are they? Four hundred twenty-four yards. That's to be the worst four hundred twenty-four yards in the history of mankind.
1: I looked at the end of the game and saw that Rodgers had two hundred ninety-four yards passing, and I had to think, really, it didn't. <laughs> it, it felt like a hundred and ninety-four yards. I guess you look at those two drives at the end when he was. 6 of 7 and then I think 7 of 7 on that last scoring drive and and sure he was getting chunks of yardage then but you just you watch this offense and you can't help but catch yourself waiting for that Aaron Rodgers. And that Aaron Rodgers which is Aaron Rodgers of a couple seasons back is not this Aaron Rodgers and you look at last year when Nelson was gone and they didn't have a deep threat and everybody just sat back and kind of muddled up the middle and then you look at this year and they still don't really have it but is Nelson back? Is he not back? Is he sort of back? Was Nelson what made Rogers great? Did Rogers make Nelson great? Clearly they they mean a lot to each other's success, but somewhere along the line has that equation shifted? Does Nelson mean more to Rogers? I can't I watch this offense bill, I I can't figure it out.
0: I can't either. And you know, we keep talking. I mean us and fans, we keep saying, well, we're, we're waiting for Rodgers to get it together. What if They are not going to get it together. What we if are. on doesn't? He's not. This is, this is who they are, right? When you are, this is... I mean, he had a streak, which he broke tonight because of all the garbage completions, where he had gone 20 straight games without 70% completions. And in those 20 games, and this is now 21 now, mm-hmm. he's gone 21 games with three games of the 100 pass rating. That Prescott's done in five in a row.
1: Oh, no, it's, uh, in fact, oh, and, and we keep talking about this stat, once in the last 16 games has Rodgers gone over the century mark in, in quarterback rating, and it, it was the Detroit game when he had the four touchdowns of the first half, and you and I, I think we had this conversation walking out of U.S. Bank Stadium in Minnesota, at some point, all these stats, Rodgers' completion percentage, his lack of a 100 quarterback rating, at some point you can't say, well, those are just stats. At some point, the stats start defining the new reality. And the new reality is it's it's not 2014, and this offense doesn't look the same, and Rodgers doesn't look the same, and maybe the play calling has gotten stale, but it's hard to see a drastic improvement despite all the talent they have on paper until, until things start clicking. They're just... There doesn't seem to be any chemistry. This doesn't, you would never, if you were to watch, if you knew nothing about this team and didn't watch them and just watch them in any single game so far this season, you would never guess these are guys that have played together for a long time. You would never look at Aaron Rodgers and think this is a guy that was a Super Bowl MVP and a two-time league MVP that really has kind of authored through his career so far, kind of this Hall of Fame resume. You would never think that if you knew nothing about them and only looked at any single game this season.
0: They're good enough to make some plays, to make you think that they're close. And again, I mean, Rogers said it tonight. You were there. Mm-hmm. He said they're close. They're good enough to, and to make you close. But, but they're not though. They're they're good enough. They're good enough to make you think that a bit. But they're consistently bad enough where you know they can put together a few plays here and a few plays there. But they can't put together five drives in a game like they used. I just think this offense is a lost cause.
1: Well, and it's it's the consistency. I mean. A lot of teams are good. What makes a team great is taking the little plays and then all the ones you said, you know, taking the plays that were great and then taking the ones that are close on and making those happen and then doing it drive after drive, game after game, like this team used to do. That's the thing. We don't have unrealistic expectations for this team. We're looking at a roster and we're judging them against their best self. It just, that's, we're not... We're not seeing their best self, and are they close, like Rodgers says? Maybe. I mean, if you if you go by he overthrew Randall Cobb in the end zone. Oh, if geez. he throws it a little lower, it's a touchdown. I, is that one of those close plays? He had Richard Rodgers deep down the middle. He seemed to actually take – Aaron Rodgers seemed to take the blame for that one. I thought Richard Rodgers should have made the catch. I mean, he, well, sure. he was turning back a little, but, I mean, for God's sake, and Richard Rodgers – is a guy who's known to have great hands on the team. So, I mean, are they close? I I guess, but I mean, could you turn on film of any NFL team on any Sunday and say, man, if 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 only five or six plays went the other way? Because we're not talking about one or two one or two plays. And, and Bill, you and I talked about this after the Giants game, though. I don't know if we said it on the podcast. Rodgers had a 21-yard touchdown pass against the Giants. A 21-yard touchdown pass to Nelson called back on a really Touchy, if not horrible, yes. holding call on Bakhtiari. If Rogers had three touchdown passes last week, and that would have given him 271 yards receiving, and probably a quarterback rating still under 100, but you know, up from 65, probably was something in the 80s. I, I can't do quarterback rating in my head.
0: Oh, nobody can. No,
1: nobody. It's hard to do on paper. But if he had done that, people would have felt much different about last week's win. I think. Yes. That's a place where you can say, okay. One or two plays you were close on, you might have felt differently about his performance. And I can look back and say, okay, last week might have been better than I thought. I can't say that this week. It seems like there's too many plays separating why they lost from what it would have taken to win.
0: The pass to Richard Rodgers, yeah, he's got to catch that. But you got to throw the ball. He's wide. ass. So I won't said that word. Maybe I shouldn't. He's wide open. you just got to throw him a good ball. Yeah. And the re- pass to Randall Cobb, good heavens. I mean, isn't that a play that he makes in his sleep a couple of years ago? I, I he is so. wide so, open. Just, it's the easiest touchdown, and he throws a, a thousand mile an hour fastball to a guy who's five foot ten. Right.
1: Cobb jumped up with one hand and it was still over his outstretched hand by a foot. Yeah. Again, that's a play, nobody within what, five, seven yards on either side of Cobb, where you expect Rogers to just just drop that right in there at the, the back of the letters for a nice easy grab by Cobb. That's the kind of stuff that's not happening. You can pull out good plays. I mean, could you make a, a highlight reel of, of plays tonight to make yourself feel better? I guess you can look at, you know, that long pass down the sideline to Nelson, where Nelson is kind of mid stride, jumping through the air and pulling it down. That looked great. The 14-yard pass to Montgomery that that put him down on the on the one-yard line. That was a great pass. He can still make great passes. We go back to. Uh, that pass he made in the the season opener against Jacksonville, that touchdown to Devonta Adams, one of the best passes perhaps he's ever thrown. We just don't see that stuff as often, and I don't know, I don't know what has to change to see that. You know, in his post game press conference, and sometimes he'll come off a little. You know, maybe a little arrogant, maybe a little like, look, it's not me and you guys worry, but we don't worry in this room and we don't worry inside the organization and whatever you guys think is. He came off a little, I don't know, a little sullen, a little more maybe, like he was maybe seeing it a little more like how we in the media and maybe the fans see it. Like, yes, something's wrong, something's wrong, and maybe I don't know how to fix it. And certainly he didn't. He didn't say that to us, but. His demeanor, I thought, was a, a little more striking.
0: He said he was going to drink a scotch to try to figure it out. And you know what? I think 78,000 fans in attendance <laughs> I, and however many million watched on TV can say, you know what? Damn right, Aaron. I'm a, I should have had a scotch watching this <laughs> they, sucker. They <laughs> the game would have looked they a lot better.
1: Had, they should have had several.
0: You know what? They, there's beer goggles for guys looking at women at a bar. Scotch goggles. Scotch goggles. You, you need, need scotch goggles to watch this offense. You don't like
1: how Aaron Rodgers and the Packer offense looks? Why don't you have another
0: scotch? Have a scotch. Just have another one. <laughs> you, you keep
1: drinking scotch till the offense looks better, or you just don't care anymore. Whatever comes first. I feel like we. I, I'm, I'm sensing sponsor for this. I don't know who makes scotch, though. You know, I've never had had a scotch in my life. I have my my friend Rocky, an old college roommate, huge scotch drinker. He gives me some really good scotch once in a while. It's a little lost to me. I'm a beer guy. I'd like to think I'm a beer connoisseur scotch. I'm like, I think this is good. I don't know. He probably could have slipped me some cheap stuff, and I'd have the same reaction. So, I don't know. maybe, maybe, uh, Maybe we need to watch game film with Aaron. That's what he That's said. That's a good said, idea. I'm going to have a scotch, I'm yeah. going to chill out, and I'm going to watch game film. So.
0: But I think Olivia Munn was in town, so maybe we're not welcome. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. <laughs> uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, We've gone we off don't, the rails we here. Don't even get,
1: yeah, we don't even want to start talking about Olivia Munn. Probably not. Well.
0: No, um, that was, but it was... It was awful, and you know they got they got the Bears on Thursday, and you know I, I'll probably pick the Packers, but I you know I'm not and I'm not saying this to brag, but I took I took Dallas today because I looked at the quarterbacks. You, you
1: and Matt Tavish both did, and
0: I took Dallas, and I thought again I'm not tooting my horn here, but it's sad when you look at the quarterbacks and you look at the rookie quarterback and you think you know what he's playing better than a two time MVP. I'm taking the rookie quarterback that on the road. He's else. He's a good player.
1: He's a, he's I without I Brian don't know that I was a believer. Um, Brett Favre talked about him at halftime, and and again, Brett Favre also, you know, said some very complimentary things about Aaron Rodgers. You know, people are always going to suspect what that relationship was and, and what it wasn't, and you know, there's a book out, and that's kind of in the news again. And, that's right, Grandpa. <laughs> you know, I always I always go back to with with Favre and Rodgers. I go back to Joe Montana and Steve Young, and and that was not the, you know, they weren't a, they weren't buddies hanging out, going to each other's barbecues. Montana knew Young was there to eventually take his job, and he said, "Watch what I do and listen to what I say." But, you know, I'm not I'm not here to to hold your hand while you put me out of work. And I always sense that was a you know along the same lines as as Rogers and Favre. But you know, Favre was back today, of course, to see his name unveiled in the Ring of Honor. It's always great to see him. It's 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 nostalgic, I think. You know, for us, for me, and you know, my first year working with the team was was in '93, and you know, you see him come back, and his hair is gray, and he's talking about his, you know, going to his kids' athletic games, and you kind of, kind of grow up and grow old with him. But he he talked about Rogers is still being a guy. If he's starting a football team, he takes, you know. So I guess you take that for what it's worth that, you know, he's he's still a you know supportive of Rogers. But he was also asking about Dak Prescott, who coincidentally in a in a game honoring Favre, you got Prescott, who's a kid from Mississippi, went to Mississippi State running around in a number four jersey, throwing it downfield, kinda like Favre, doing a few stupid things, you know, throwing an interception, although it was Prescott's first of the year, which was amazing, you know, but you know, getting a ball knocked out of his hand for a fumble that somebody else catches. I mean certainly, you know, that that's a play we've seen out of Favre, but 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 Favre I you know, you don't want to say Gush, but he's he watches now like a fan and he's impressed. He's impressed with Prescott and and he also said that he didn't think, he thought that this game would be a little too big of a moment for Prescott. He he said it's easy to win at home, but when you go on the road and you come to Lambeau Field, that's a different story. And you know, Favre was talking to us at halftime, not knowing what's going to happen, and really not even seeing the start of the third quarter, um, in in what Prescott was doing. But yeah, I mean, he I think when you when you've got a guy of Favre's caliber saying this is a pretty impressive kid, I mean that that means something and. If I wasn't a believer before, I I am now after seeing it with my own eyes.
0: To do that without Des Bryant too, oh, I mean, yeah. no offense to Cole Beasley and, Cole, and Terrence, Terrence Williams, Williams, but and Bryce Butler, never heard of him. As my, my I used to work at the Press Gazette, and my one of my guys in the copy desk, Dale Bryan would, would always say, "Where does he ten bar?" <laughs> <laughs> so where does Bryce Butler ten bar? Guys, these guys should
1: be on my fantasy team the the way that's been going, but that's a that requires scotches. I'm gonna. Mm-hmm start drinking scotch when I set my lineup.
0: Keith's got to drive to Wausau after we leave here. That's an hour and a half. That's <laughs> I'm going to say don't do not, that. I
1: will not drink it tonight, no.
0: So uh, what, what, did, what did Favre say? Since we're talking about Favre, what, what did Favre say about his this latest honor?
1: You know, it was we went down Bill and saw him at Canton, and we were here last year Thanksgiving night when he was here with Bart Starr, and they uh, retired his number and unveiled that in the north end zone. We were here. I was here. I think I was here. I don't know if you were here the previous summer uh, when they hung his uh, hung his banner up in the rafters and and really kind of kicked things off and, and broke the ice with him. And it's a lot of the same themes. Um, very grateful to be back. And and again, he tells the story, and we've heard it that he this wasn't anything he ever thought of when he played. He didn't. He wasn't a guy that you know thought about being in the Hall of Fame and thought about you know how many times did he stand on that sideline and look up. Look up at that ring of honor, you know, of course, without all the luxury suites there and really think his name was going to be up there. And now his name is up there next to Reggie Wyatt. So he's still a guy that, you know, he for everything he's done, he he talks with a a real, I believe, authentic tinge of awe in his voice at what he's accomplished. And I mean, to to see him standing up at that podium, you know, wearing his uh, wearing his gold jacket, it's it's pretty cool.
0: They should probably not let it back in the building, though. Well, <laughs> there's that.
1: Well, let's even so they lost last year against Detroit when Ron Wolf was here. Then Favre and Bart Starr came at Thanksgiving and they lost, and then Favre came tonight and they lost. Is Aaron Rodgers uh, is that is that off-putting to have uh, the guy he replaced in the building? I don't know. Then there's the
0: Canton game too, where the turf was uh, suddenly unplayable with with Rodgers and, and, and Favre in the same place. So I, don't, I don't know what the it was. That was good for us. Was, I didn't really want to watch. The game I got anyway. to
1: hang out at the Hall of Fame longer. That's that, right. That
0: was, so I just yeah. But they can't. They can't bring Favre back anymore.
1: I. You know. I don't know. That was one of the quite was. You know. We've seen him three times in the past fifteen months. I don't know that he's going to be back anytime soon. That's a good point. He doesn't. He Plus doesn't there's money involved. As, maybe. Maybe. He doesn't strike me as the type that's going to come back for. You know. Just kind of the the run of the mill alumni weekend. I think it would have to be. Something special, something you know, something with charity, maybe a rawhide boys ranch uh, type thing. But we may not see him for a while.
0: Well, next year they'll do the Super Bowl thirty one anniversary. Well,
1: we might see him next year, Bill. But I, then I the, but no, but no, you're I right though. My no, no, you're right though.
0: My no you're right though. But after that, I'm glad
1: he would come back for it.
0: after that though. You're right. I, I agree with you. I mean, he's he doesn't even he's got. I think he's got a daughter in college who plays volleyball, or maybe she's still she's in high school. Go,
1: she's a senior, and, and he said she's going to go to Southern Miss and play
0: volleyball. Right. So, I mean, I think you're right, though. I mean, after we get past next year, we might not see him again and maybe, maybe he'll start winning games again.
1: <laughs> that might be it. Everybody wants to blame Olivia Munn. It's uh, the, the specter and shadow of Brett Favre.
0: What the hell happened to the defense today? The one thing you can hang your oh, head yeah. on in this season, as my dad would say, that went to hell in a handbasket.
1: Well Bill I' not a you, you gotta you gotta you gotta come clean on this. you were telling me last week that i I was maybe misreading this defense, thinking they were a little bit better than they were. you actually I'll tell you what you see bill, you you are the realist of of the podcast duo here. you picked Dallas to win and I think even last week you were saying that this was maybe gonna be when I don't want to say the run defense got exposed but but certainly certainly you didn't think they were going to be holding anybody to under two yards a carry. No. Zeke Elliott, my my gosh. I mean, you know, of course that makes it easier for Prescott too when he's got a rookie running back ripping off 157 yards on 28 carries and catching two balls for 17 yards. That kid's the real deal. He looked faster to me in person than maybe he looked on TV. I don't know if you – I don't know if you got that same sense, but there were there were times in the backfield where you're like, oh, they got him. Nope. Yes. Oh, Rippen. he's not gonna get to the corner. <laughs> yup. And I it didn't I didn't feel like there was necessarily power there, but there was just a you know, and different runners have different styles. I mean, you know, you've got Peterson who's just this explosive, angry runner. You know, you got Lacey who's big and, and man, eh, how about Eddie Lacey putting two hurdles on guys? But <laughs> Elliot, my my gosh, he's just fast, and that offensive line too. I mean, that offensive line got it. I mean, it it was a three yard gain before Elliot hit the line of scrimmage. I mean, there was there was some pushing going on, and even you know you had Daniels and you had you had Guyon and even Pinnell coming back, and it just man, it wasn't happening. I don't I don't know if you feel discouraged or if you just say, you know what, that was a that was maybe one of the best rushing offenses you're going to see, and and that's the sort of thing that happens.
0: Yeah, I kind of go that way. I mean, I don't. You yeah, know, the I one thing about Ellie I will say is, in in to his credit, they would have him stop for two, and he get four. They have him stop for three, he get six. Slippery. And he and I mean, keeps he just, his leg. Keeps yeah, his keeps leg. He's, he's a 225 pound guy who's yeah who's got power and he's got he's the whole package. on
1: Bill, did I really before we get off the, did, did we really see Latroy Guyon as a defensive tackle get called for holding
0: yeah he complained <laughs> that was, about that for, for quite a while I mean there's a commercial break for whatever was going on and this, he was complaining and complaining and complaining
1: I don't blame him He's a former defen, high school defensive lineman
0: that's sad I was an offensive lineman you all cheated
1: we did that's not that's <laughs> not true I was an offensive lineman too
0: bill but. but you're right you I know mean, you know you don't see that ever.
1: No, that was that was a that was a stunning call. Uh, but it just, yeah, it was a rough uh, rough day for those guys. Not, not a lot of pass rush either. They just, again, it, it was the offensive line working in concert with with Elliott. And then when they're stacking up to stop Elliott, you got Prescott picking them apart.
0: Now, no one likes to use injuries as an excuse, but I mean, let's be real here. You don't have Sam Shields. He's your number one corner. Quinton Rounds is your number three corner. He doesn't play, and then you lose Demarius Randall in the what the second quarter, and he's your number two corner. Yeah. So now you're out there with Ladarius mm-hmm. Gunter, who was rough. miserable today. Who has been rough. really good. Rough night. But was horrible night. And Dimitri Goodson, fresh off the suspended list, comes in and plays. That's a. That's a and that rough was. Duo. I mean, good luck. I mean, Gunter not...
1: Gunter slipped right away on that forty-two yarder to Williams. Right before the, the yeah, you
0: know started. what? Yeah, it looked like a. I watched it up a while. It looked like it was a double move. So he bit on that, and then I think they kind of collided a bit, and he went down on the heap, That's what it looked like on the yeah replay. And, and,
1: and I mean, Gunter's a guy that kind of kind of gets by on savvy and instincts. Yes. He's slow, so I mean, he can't even yeah. if he doesn't fall to the ground. When he loses a step on a guy, you know that if that ball doesn't hang in the air and, and give him a couple steps to make up to make a play, it's not happening. So.
0: Yeah, when you when you went on saving instincts, great word you used. But you're right. If you can't, if you're not, if you get beat with those, mm-hmm. forget about it. And then you know, Goodson was terrible, and you know, Michael Hyde's a pretty good player, but he's not a, every down corner. But he was asked to do that just because everyone else was hurt. And you know, here come the Bears, and I don't, I have no idea if the Bears are any good or not. To be honest with you, but I, I assume they still throw the ball a bunch.
1: <laughs> I think this is one of those times, and, and McCarthy said. How do you know if a week three bye is good? How do you know if coming back on four days after a loss is is good? But I really think after a after a game like this, the Bears coming to town on four days is exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. I think it was Rogers that said something about washing the taste out of your mouth, and I think that's you know certainly you want more time for guys to heal up and guys to get treatment and and that whole thing and with the running game again, Lacey has the ankle and you had Montgomery having to go in the backfield and Starks is out and they didn't promote Don Jackson and Crockett's a couple weeks away from the team even having the option to bring him back from IR. So who knows what's going on with the running game, but bringing in a Bear squad that I think everybody feels like they can get up on is maybe the best thing for this team. Bringing that team and just, just run them up and down the field. Now, if you lose to the Bears, I don't know. I don't know. Where You're right. I don't know where this team goes. But I, I feel like, again, Bill, I, and I've, I've been the, the glass half full guy, which has led to me being wrong more times than not. But I feel like the Bears coming in on, on four days is actually going to be a good thing.
0: I hate to say this because every game is big, but this has the feel of this is the game of the year, Packers Bears. And they either figure it out. Or the season can go right down the down the toilet if it's another lackluster performance. Even if they wouldn't play like garbage, I, I just feel like this. they just have to put out a good performance so this season could really go off the rails in a hurry.
1: Yeah, well, and you start looking at the schedule, which is worth noting is the same schedule that we felt like had 13 or 14 wins on it back in August. And now you start worrying about everybody. If you lose to the Bears, then you start thinking, well... The Colts could come in here and win. You've got Andrew Luck pulling the trigger. Atlanta suddenly looks like a, a horrible matchup down in Atlanta. You really start doubting everything, even though the Lions are capable of putting up a lot of points on people. So you look around at what's going on in the league. You look at the schedule, but most importantly, you look at this offense. There's no gimmies.
0: Hardly we're talking about this, isn't it? I mean, I think we all thought Week Five it's a it's very depressing. Bill. I, I think we all thought, and not just us. I mean, the fans. I, mean, I know the national pundits. I don't I think Peter King picked the Packers, Steelers, Super Bowl winner. I think it was, I mean, he certainly wasn't alone oh, in that. Yeah. a lot of people thought this was going to be the Packers year. And look, it's it's early. I'm going to say they can turn it around, but again, I, I need to see some evidence they can turn it around before I actually believe they're going. On. I just this team looks like eight and eight.
1: They, wow, wow. Does it? I mean, I guess. I guess it does now, right? They're 3 and 2. That's almost 500. Lose to the Bears. Again, it's it is early. It is yes, early. This it is. this can get fixed. We have there've have been plenty of seasons where we have, well, no, you know what? There haven't been plenty of seasons. There's been a handful of seasons where I think we have written them off, where you have thought this wasn't their year, but if they go down this path, I If they go in it, if this is an eight and eight season, changes are coming, I think. And, you know, we don't want to start calling anything premature or or making any any type of, uh, you know, apocalyptic predictions here. But if they go eight and eight, something's got to give. And there's guys that are up for contract. And you just wonder where does the direction of this team go if they were to somehow miss the
0: playoffs? It's a good point. I mean, this is a, a whole other podcast here at some point, but. You know, Ted Thompson's not getting any younger. And, you know, if they struggle, maybe, again, a whole bunch of assumptions about stuff that I have no idea about. But if they struggle, maybe he steps aside and then, you know, whoever takes over and looks at, you know, I want my own guy and this isn't working. Yeah, I can see wholesale changes. But again, where we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But, you know, it was mentioning to me on Twitter and that, look, Packer fans have been calling for McCarthy to get fired for years
1: now. <laughs> which, <laughs> which I think, for the most part, we thought was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. As much as people complain about, them, I mean, they they won a lot of games, scored a million points with that offense everybody hates, but this offense isn't working, and I, I don't I don't know where it gets fixed unless. You know, what worries me about Rod, what worries me about Rodgers is the fundamentals just look out of whack.
1: There were some there were some dropbacks where it just
0: seemed like he was throwing flat footed. The pass to Rod, Richard Rodgers, you know, I just thought he just arms threw it with his arm rather than mm-hmm. step into when he had clean pocket.
1: Where does that come from? Is it too many times he's taken advantage of the defensive offsides or twelve men on the field? Without has that become more a staple of their success than we've maybe realized? And now without teams doing that, suddenly they're. If you take all those big plays out of the mix, is that really what was jump-starting the offense?
0: Start to think that, don't you? I mean, if you think back to last year, they had a, they had a bunch of those plays early in the year where. You know, they get the twelve men or the offside, and and he'd get a get a big play on it. On it. But now I think all all the defenses are in, in tune to that, and they're not jumping offside. They're more disciplined. They're more disciplined. and They realize that you know if there's a flag, you better finish off that play. And I don't that part of the game is I don't I don't I don't know how fundamentals go right, but you know if it's the coaching of you know say Alex Van Paul, who I think I like talking to, but I don't know if he's a good coach, I mean none of us have any idea if Wrong. if. This coach, or the coach is good or is it, Roger's too big for his britches and his two things. I don't, I don't is know. It, is it
1: Nelson? I, don't, I mean, is yeah? does a, does a, a healthy Jordy Nelson cure everything, or is it a deep threat? Is it? I mean, they they sure don't seem like they have any interest in grooming Janice or or Trevor Davis. Two two guys certainly from a physical standpoint capable of getting downfield. I mean, they're they're the far cries from Jordy Nelson, but if Jordy Nelson of 2016 doesn't become the Jordy Nelson of old, if you can't take take the top off a of defense, if you can't exploit those safeties, what do you have? Just everybody everybody crowding down, everybody right. mauling the middle, and rotating coverages.
0: You know, getting Jared Cook at some point back will help. He was in a walking boot on Friday in the locker room, so that's you know probably not a good sign. He's going to be playing on Thursday. So that's a I good. Wouldn't,
1: you know, I wouldn't think
0: so. No, you know Jeff. Everyone loves. Everyone loves Jeff. Everybody loves Jeff Janis. But you know what? They remember that long play that Jordy Nelson last week. Yes. Where Janis is in the neighborhood. Janis wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, Jeff Janis put himself in the way of a play.
1: Wah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's,
0: it, and this is. That's, this is that's Jeff Janis. I mean.
1: He drops too many in practice.
0: He drops and then he runs the wrong route and puts extra defenders in front of Jordy Nelson on a shot play. It's just it's that kind of stuff. It's, but again, that's. Uh,
1: love him on special teams.
0: Yes, love him on special teams. <laughs> and you know what? It's a seventh round draft pick. If you're good on special teams, that's a good pick. There's
1: yeah. There's there's worse things to have.
0: So, all right, Keith. Did we solve anything, Bill? No. I think people are wishing they had a scotch. I feel. I feel like we've. We've
1: not soothed anyone's uh anyone's conscience. We've encouraged uh drinking.
0: Yeah. And uh, people are gonna go to work. People listening to this podcast <laughs> on Monday morning I think scotch is a damn good idea and they're gonna come to work schnooker dick.
1: You really <laughs> should. Just uh you know, put something in your coffee in the morning. It's it's fine, really.
0: Just uh that's right. Just so chew some gums here, if boss can, covers Keith, it up. Keith and Bill
1: said it's fine after a loss.
0: That's right. And you know what? If your boss is a Packers fan, he'll understand.
1: He really will. He he might, he might, have, he drink, might have scotch he might in have his drink, office. He might have drank more than you. He's probably got he's got better quality stuff.
0: You know, you look at him, he'll look at you, and you'll say Pack, and he'll say Packers. You'll say Scotch, you'll smell each other's breath. You're all on the same page. You're good to go. Exactly. I like that. Yeah. All right, Keith. Let's go home and have some scotch, and we'll do this again on Thursday night. Here we go. Let's let's see where we're at on Thursday. Is Color gonna play? That'll be entertaining if he plays. I don't it know if he'll play. I don't know if he will. Either. And those Color Rush uniforms with the Packers—they're gonna wear white with oh, white pants. Well, thank God that's that'd that'd be great. that's
1: better than than the all-yellow variety.
0: See, I thought yellow. All, I think all yellow would be cool. I think they just sold a lot of yellow jerseys. They might have. Who cares about a white jersey? They already have white jerseys.
1: I know. It's really. Yeah, you know, they're really kind of. Really not participating in the the spirit of color rush.
0: No, this is dumb. But so you can sell. Are you selling these on East Bay. You must be selling these on Eastbay, right? We're not. Really? Maybe.
1: We're selling lots of other stuff. Come and buy anything. Anything Packers.
0: You got about five jerseys for I'm sure. Right? I believe we do. Yeah, well, there you go. Go to Eastbay.com. East
1: Bay, eastbay.com.
0: Double dipping here. That's right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll, Take uh, care. I'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you on on Thursday night, and it'll be uh, it'll be late. So. We'll talk to you Friday morning. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone. Take care. Talk to you tomorrow.
1: The list.